God help us when we take our eyes off of Jesus. We begin to sink in a hurry. Boy, there's this painting. Oh my goodness, you've probably seen it. It's so powerful. You probably know which one I'm thinking of. And it's, it's the one where the person, and you don't see the person, you see the water, the surface of the water above the person. In the Savior, you can, you can make out his face is above the surface of the water and he's reached down through the surface of the water and he's grabbing on to the, the person that has sunk under the water. It's so powerful. Brothers and sisters, as we have entered and now live in 2024, May we fix our eyes on Jesus, the Savior, the author, and the perfecter of our faith. Let us keep our eyes there. And let's do it intentionally. And you know, sometimes it takes me a little bit before my spirit recognizes what's happening. And the circumstances begin to elevate themselves around me. Pretty soon, what circumstance began as a little anthill <laughs> has now become a mountain. Oh, look at that thing. That is just amazing. Reaching down through the surface of the water to, to grab a hold of us and pull us up like he did Peter. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for your patience with us, Lord. Forgive us for the times, oh God, when we doubt. Forgive us when we take our eyes off of you and we begin to focus on the circumstances. There's a scripture that is often quoted. For the righteous will live by faith, not by sight. We, it's quoted often that we will walk by faith. And that's pretty accurate, but it's, it really means we will live by faith. And what that means is we live by the words that come from the master, the, our shepherd, our great shepherd. Not on our circumstances. Not on those things that would, again, elevate themselves and cause us to feel so tiny and insignificant and helpless. Yeah? And we feel as if we have no control. We feel as if we are outnumbered. And the enemy is all around us. We are surrounded. There's a song out these days. It, says, it may look like I'm surrounded by the enemy, right? But I'm surrounded. 
I'm surrounded by the Lord. Think of Psalm 23, brothers and sisters. Let's turn there. Let's turn there. Psalm 23 is probably one of the most comforting scriptures in all of the Bible. Some of you can probably quote it. Let's do that together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, Lord, we just receive that. We just ingest that. We, we chew it up, Lord, and we swallow it. We, we just ingest that, Lord, your word. There's something specific in there, and it's found in verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Those two things don't belong in the same sentence. Sitting down to eat and being in the presence of one's enemies. Doesn't make sense. When your enemies are around, you're all hyped up. Oh yeah, you're ready to fight. You're ready to defend yourself. This scripture is painting a picture of peace in the midst of the battle, mind you. In the midst of the arrows, the fiery arrows of the enemy flying over your head. In the midst of what should be fear, you and I are sitting down at a table with the Savior, the shepherd of our souls. And we are supping together. We're having a meal together. And why, dear friends, dear church, are we able to do that? How does that even make sense? It's because the Lord is with us. And He has charge over you. even though the enemies may surround us, even though the mountains, oh my goodness, almost knocked that over, even though the mountains may just be around us and all that we can do is look up and, and see the heights of the mountains and we feel so small and outnumbered and so helpless and hopeless. Oh, but we are surrounded by God himself. We don't need to worry. 
We don't need to fear. And as long as we keep our eyes on the Savior in the coming year, 2024, in every coming year, then we will be okay. Regardless of whatever finances, whatever finances, troubles you may find yourself, whatever uh, health problems you may find yourself in, and whatever doubt may come, whatever fears may you are cared for by the great shepherd. You don't need to worry. He knows your needs, and he's glad to provide them for you. But friends, every single time, we begin to take our eyes off of the Savior. Things go down in a hurry. And pretty soon, we're under the waves. We're under the weight of the mountains. And our situations just seem hopeless. Oh, there's no way out. But God. But God. And let me tell you something else. There's never, uh, listen to this, there's never a miracle unless there is first a great need. The miracles don't just happen, friends, unless there is first a great need. I have seen God provide in ways that I can't even begin to explain. He has provided physically. He has provided financially (laughs) in so many ways. In one of the Gospels, the author declares that If I was to write down everything Jesus did, it would have just filled multitudes of books. And it it seems to be that way, that God is continually working and providing, but are we recognizing it? Are we recognizing it? God is so good, and his heart is after you. You know that? His father heart is after you. And he wants to provide for you. He wants to be able to to encourage you. He wants to be able to show you his love for you. To demonstrate it. But how often do we do our eyes, and it doesn't happen, so we are, so it's obvious. It always happens when it is just gradual, and, and our eyes just gradually begin to slip off, you know, slip off of the Savior, and we're focusing on our concerns instead of on the Savior. But I'll tell you what, when you keep your eyes and when you fix your eyes on the Savior, all those mountains just begin to crumble. And you know what? They take their place in the priority list of the believer. 
which is down low. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Involve Him. Seek Him. Look to Him. And He will direct your path. He'll make your path straight. He'll take care of the mountains. He'll take care of the money. He'll take care of the health. He'll take care of this and that, the vehicle. He'll take care of it all. You just continue to trust. That's our job. Our job is to trust. What is that old song that they used to sing? Yes. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. (laughs) God wants to be your, if you would allow me. God wants to be your hero. He wants to be that for you. He wants to rescue you. He wants to allow you to grow. He wants to allow you to spread your wings spiritually. It's his desire that you soar. That you soar. And you know what? I'm getting better at trusting. With each trial, I get a little bit better at trusting Jesus. With each trial, I trust Jesus sooner. And I'm learning to recognize the signs when Pastor Russ begins to Take his eyes off of Jesus. He begins to worry about other things that he can't control. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. (laughs) And let's keep them there this year and every year to come. You know, I think more and more Though it is important, our sin, our sin is disgusting to God. It's, it's ugly. It's hurtful to him. But I think we tend to leave out the sin of doubt. We leave out the sin of fear. Yeah? Yeah? And we seem to forget about those things that those, those are things too that are, 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 are sinful. Those things, I just wonder if God is even more concerned about them, about not trusting him.
when Jesus had been crucified. And the disciples were meeting together and hiding for fear, fear for their lives. And Jesus visited them. And though the room was closed and the doors were locked, Jesus appeared to them. Jesus appeared to them. And they all saw him. And they all believed, save one. Thomas wasn't there that time. <clears throat> and when the brothers and sisters told him about it, he was indignant with them. He said, what are you talking about? Unless, I will never believe that. I will never believe until I see the place where the nails were. I won't believe until I, I put my hand where the spear went into his side. Then the Lord appeared to Thomas. He says, Thomas, take your hand. Put it in my side. See where the, where the spear pierced. Put your fingers in, in the nail hole. Thomas fell to the ground and worshiped to the Lord. And Peter, or uh, Thomas, at that point, believed. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, you believe because you have seen. Blessed are you. But blessed are those that believe and have not seen. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Thomas. You know, the Lord wasn't angry with Thomas because he doubted. Thomas, his desire was, was good. He wanted to be sure. He didn't want to be taken for a ride, if you will. He didn't want to believe something that was not true. I can get that. I can relate to that. He didn't want to be fooled. Yeah, Brothers and sisters, would you stand with me today? God understands our doubt. God recognizes it. But in all of our trials, in all of this life, the twists and turns of our lives, the ups and the downs, and they're just endless. That's life. In all of it, God's desire for us more than anything else is that we trust Him. More than anything else. Trust Him. Do you trust Him? Do you trust Him with your children? Do you trust him with your finances? Do you trust him with your marriage? Do you trust him with your church, your ministry? Do you trust him with your ties? Do you trust him? And you can fill in the blank with so many. Do you trust him?
trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. And you know, it just sounds so simple, doesn't it? It sounds so easy, but it takes exercise. It takes exercise, and it takes the Spirit to recognize when we have begun to take our eyes off of the Savior. Don't do it. Don't do it. Lord, though we are weak, and we often fail, we often fall, it's our desire to walk with you. It's our desire to live by faith. This morning, collectively, as a body of believers, today we unite ourselves on this one thing. We want to trust you. Help us, Lord, by your Spirit, to keep our eyes on you. Help us to trust you with all of our heart. And help us to to lean not on our own understanding. When we leave this place, as we walk into 2024, and as we walk into the rest of our lives, may we bring all of our energies (laughs) to bear on this one thing that we should trust you that we would trust you in all things. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. I love you. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Don't be down. Don't be discouraged. Don't be sad. Don't be worried. Trust in the Lord.